Well, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Undiluted Podcast. This is JP. This is Michael Simmons. What it do? What it do, man? Excited to get this one. Right, right. Episode 85. But first, can you hear me, Teddy? Teddy. Teddy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, this episode will be all about Babyface versus Teddy Riley. And also ESPN's The Last Dance, which was all about one of the greatest teams, NBA teams of all time, the legendary 98 Chicago Bulls. But first, we'll take a dive into Babyface versus Teddy Riley. But we got to talk about the box one first from Saturday night. Oh, it's a must. That's a must. That was pretty terrible. Yeah, it was hilarious and terrible at the same time, man. It's like, man, Teddy messed up my uh, whole Saturday night. <laughs> Damn. Well, I had a bottle of wine. Um, man, you know, I hooked up the, uh, I figured out a way to hook, get the Instagram on the TV. I cast it to the TV. Then, you know, I got the sound bar hooked up to the TV. So it was just, the mood was set right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, when you're watching that, um, when Teddy was on first, he had his whole setup. I'm like, all right, cool. And his sound was off before uh, Babyface popped in. Yeah, he, like, he Swiss, clear. like Swiss B said, man, he's doing too much. He had, he had a, a hype man. He had a DJ, a drummer. He had a whole camera crew and shit. Like, damn. Yeah, but but you know before that you know like you know people was hyped you know like you know nobody you know hindsight is twenty twenty you know so it's like you know it's like it wasn't no problem until Babyface hopped on and then that echo was horrible. Yeah, but still though to me I was looking like you got Babyface chilling somewhere in the studio in the crib. Yeah, you, I don't know where the fuck Teddy Ryan was at. Oh where man, that dude was at a uh, he was at an arena. <laughs> <laughs> he had niggas out there selling t shirts and beers. Oh, he really, really did, man. He had a whole camera crew at uh <laughs> Oh man. He he just looked he looked bad, but you know, I'm glad you know he righted the wrong, but we're gonna get to that. But you know, like man, I think he uh he set the bar a little high. Yeah, he maybe Instagram, uh, he should uh, talk to Instagram about how to fix that. He should really, I've been yeah, after, a, the, a after the social, after the social distancing thing is over, maybe we'll see more of this. Maybe a TV show or something come about. Yeah, I think he 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 uh he found the niche, uh, a opening for Instagram. If he really smart about it, because I think because he on a technical company too that live streams and he had a, a, a website link. That you can watch it because he did a concert about like a month ago, and uh, it was on his website from home. Oh, that's what's up, and I think that's what he was trying to do with this Instagram stuff try to record that and do the live at the same time, and it just bit him in the butt. And people could actually check these out in full on title on the app title, mm-hmm. they had all of them on there. Yeah, that's amazing. It, it was uh, amazing to see, like those two brothers, Teddy Riley versus Babyface. Amazing hits, and other man, other than that debacle Saturday night, uh, it, was, it was all good to me. It was funny, especially reading the comments, and I was dropping my little funny comments, talking shit. Ah, uh, yeah, man, uh, Spice Adams, man, uh, <laughs> he was going in. Uh, Charlemagne, Tony Braxton. <laughs> Tyrese, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's like less is more, man. Less is more. less is more. <laughs> he like, and then Tim was like, these iPhones work, man. These iPhones work. <laughs> <laughs> they actually work. <laughs> they was frustrated, man, because they put they be putting this together, Timberland and um, Swiss Beats. Yeah, and uh, Swiss was like, he was on the phone with like two or three assistants of Teddy Riley trying to fix, help him fix this. <laughs> and he could tell, trying to set this up, 
that Teddy Riley was doing a little bit too much prior to the even start. Yeah, man. Do you know who his hype man was? Who was that guy? Uh, I need to do my research, but I think people know him, but he's definitely, everybody, that's the first thing everybody said, get him out the camp. <laughs> <laughs> he was pumped, boy. <laughs> uh, man, I know you've seen the, the Spice Adams uh, video with he's in there dancing with him. Yeah, that shit was funny as hell. He had the drama, and then he had a DJ as well. That's the new wave, man. The, 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 the fedora with uh, track jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, like, it was it was funny. It was I was upset, but I'm glad they came right, right back. They didn't wait a whole week. Yeah, I'm that glad. was cool. Yeah, I'm glad that turnaround was real quick. Yeah, I knew it was over that night. Babyface got up quick as hell. We're like, yeah, we'll be back in 30 minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he was like, like uh uh-uh. uh. But man, I like, he had a set. He was drinking champagne, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah his set is on this next this battle he did last night was different. I can tell he uh, he took notes from what Teddy was on. <laughs> Dude, that shit was funny as hell. He played a Janet Jackson song. The babyface was like, oh, did you write that? Produce it or remix it? And Teddy was like, <laughs> remixed it. And he was like, oh, I didn't know we could do remixes. I don't do me remixes. Maybe that's why. I'm like, yeah. damn. Yeah, yeah, he was going in. He was going he in. He said some shit. He was going in. But I like how Teddy uh, showed the ultimate respect to him because, you know, Babyface is the elder. So, you know, mm-hmm. he, he ain't taking the heart or anything like that. That's just good sportsmanship. Oh, he was saying, he be saying a lot of little shit. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was going there. He like, he like, he like. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> I like that move you did. Yeah, he like with the head. You know, yeah. that was a nice move. Nice move. <laughs> this is champagne. This is for the ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, you notice uh, when they did the rematch or the remake. Uh, he, I think he learned. He, uh, he seen how Teddy was set up came back with candles and his, his Grammys in the background. <laughs> That's you what's know. up, man. Yeah. People, a lot of people crazy. Just, it's crazy a lot of people sleep on both of them. And yeah. Especially Babyface. That's a lot of good music. Yeah. Especially Babyface. A lot of people sleep slept on him. He did, he, man, he kind of responsible for it. I was out yeah. people about Babyface. Then I, I was Teddy Riley. I was familiar with back black street and uh some of his most super popular hits but on um, babyface though i was you know, my, my mama used to play the hell out of his music yeah yeah he was like you know tony braston nina baker johnny gill lsg he like he had a lot of stuff yeah but you know, uh, Teddy Riley, you know, you got Keep Sweat, uh, the New Jack Swing guy, Aaron Hall. Yeah, you know, but I'm, I'm pretty amazing. sure a lot of young uh, Even some Drew Hill hits. He loves he some Drew Hill hits out Teddy there. Teddy Riley got some Michael Jackson. You know, yeah. I know some of the young cats, well, you know, Saturday Night Babyface bust out two body ground joints back to back. Oh man, when he played that Ghostbuster soundtrack song, oh man, that was my jam. Oh yeah, that was shit. Yeah, everybody wanted to be a Ghostbuster after that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my shit. I, I made a um, post on the book like a year ago, like the Ghostbusters reboot. Man, they got to play that Bobby Brown joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody remember Bobby Brown uh, being in the second Ghostbuster movie, opening up the door for the Ghostbusters walking into the mayor's office in New York. Uh-huh. Man, that was a jam, man. But yeah, Babyface played that. I'm like, I didn't know he did that. That's the one song I didn't know. He I did. could tell, I could tell when Babyface uh, produced a track because he kind of, he kind of stick to the same instruments. Yeah, most definitely. So he got a signature sound. Teddy Riley, though, I, 
It's some some of them hits that I was listening to his playlist on uh Spotify that somebody had made. Man, he got an endless amount of, of shit that I didn't even know. Like, damn. Yeah, you got Wild Wild West, Will Smith. Uh, uh, he got a, you know, obviously Black Street. Oh yeah, he got some shit, boy. That, uh, y'all listening to this, man? Go back, go on Spotify, man. Check out some of these playlists, man. Mm-hmm. Hell, I would have made one. You know, I'll be going crazy with the undiluted playlist. I'll let this one slip past me. <laughs> but I see um your boy B Nice hopped on Saturday night. Yeah, he, he saved the uh the night. <laughs> and, and you know uh, when they uh he tried to, you know he just saved the night for people, you know, because people were so upset that it didn't go through. But uh funny, uh Monday night he hops on their Instagram live and they was having like 20, 30 minutes of trouble, troubleshooting. Yeah, and uh, be nice. Yeah, be nice seeing in the comments. He's like, man, don't, man, don't have me set up my music again, man. <laughs> you know? yeah. He was like, man, come on, guys, let's get this together. But hey, man, it, it, it really kicked into another gear once Teddy hooked up his headphones into the phone. Yeah, and that that canceled out some of the static and noise, and it upped his volume. Like, they should have did a test run before this shit. Yeah. Yeah, they really should have. Yeah, that's just, you know, that'll let that'll have the others who do it in the future more prepared though. Yeah, but but to, you know, you know, they older guys and even they face say like, I don't know this stuff, man. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, so you know, baby face like sixty two and Teddy fifty something. So, you know, like, I, you know, even my father was like, I was telling him, like, uh, the battle going down. He like, well, he, my father said, what channel was on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to call my, my little sister and ask her, like, hey, man, set this up for him. You know, just put it on the laptop on the computer so he can sit back and watch. Right. I'm pretty sure my mama there was looking for it on TV. Right. <laughs> You know, it's just a different age, and, but that just shows you how fast technology moves. Cause I, don't, I, I, I didn't even use Instagram prior to this quarantine stuff. Yeah, you know, like I don't, I don't even like using Instagram. I prefer Facebook because it's more simpler for me, and you know, I'm part of this generation. But because sometimes it's, I don't like too much technology because I work for a technology company, so it's, so there's only so much I can deal with. Man, man. I say about hell, maybe even ten years ago, ain't no way we would have got this for free. Right, man, two, three years ago, you go even shorter than that. Yeah, we our generation. Well, yeah, we we, we pretty spoiled, man. We get a lot of very got a lot of shit for free. Very, we're we're very 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 spoiled. Like I was just talking to. A, uh, oh, yeah, uh, you know, in person, he's like, man, Mikey, you guys got it all together, man. It ain't that bad for you. You know, you know, you're working from home and stuff, you know, like, you know, it's business as usual. <laughs> Get to work from at home with a headset laptop. Yeah, so as long as I, you know, produce, that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, shit, what they gonna do? Y'all have meetings, you know? I remember Star Trek. It was far fetched to want to look at a motherfucker while you talk to him. <laughs> right. Now, here we are. But, um, very, very true. What's your favorite, um, what was your favorite joint that Babyface played last night? Your favorite that Teddy Riley played last night? Ooh, awesome question, man. Uh,. Uh, man, so for, for Babyface, <clears throat> it's a toss-up. It definitely a Ghostbusters song. And I love when he went uh, acoustics with the guitar, man. That was an awesome touch. And it sounded just like the damn song. Yep. Like, he, he is a true artist. Oh, yeah. And, and for Teddy Riley, uh, 
it was it's a toss up between the show and one of those uh uh guys songs guys and Aaron Hall songs and I like to keep sweat touch everybody love keep sweat oh yeah man I don't know I'll be uh when I'm in a certain mood I'll be vibing I'll be listening I'll really be listening to baby baby so mm-hmm. I can't even pick and they both got uh Bobby Bang and Bobby Brown hits. You know, the don't be cruel. Uh, yeah, and another thing they told some <clears throat> here out through you know, throughout the whole thing, they was telling little nice little stories that nobody mm-hmm. knew much about. Yeah, I love the Michael Jackson stories. Uh I, I like to uh, Teddy shout out Naomi uh Campbell because he he played his Michael Jackson uh, song and she's in that Michael Jackson video that he played. Oh yeah. And then um, he was saying, uh, you know, what's what song that baby? Our uh, babyface produced a couple of Bobby Brown joints that he played, but then he's like, once um, baby, once uh, Bobby Brown went to Teddy Riley for prerogative, saying, man, he never came back to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was in the uh, in the uh, Saturday night. Uh, yeah, he said he did say that. Yeah. He never came back, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta shout out LA Reed too, man. He, he helped he, he um co-produced a lot of those joints with Babyface. Mm-hmm. LA Reed's man. Yeah, they, they both made the label uh Love Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's down there signed to that damn record. Man. <laughs> Hey, I'm just glad. And then, I'm just glad, you know, guy, guys like talented guys like Babyface, Ted Riley, one selfish, just focus on themselves their entire career. They they helped a lot of people. Of course, they made money doing it, but they wrote mm-hmm. and, do, and produced for a lot of people. Yeah. Man, a lot of Tevin Campbell hits, you know. Uh, it's cool to see them break out Tevin Campbell. This fool Tevin uh, Campbell hopped on Twitter talking about uh, Can We Talk? There's a song about being a stalker. He's like, yeah, but it, you know, it played out nice. Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cares? Too ever, man. Cut that out, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. That don't yeah. need to be said. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember, yeah, his career kind of derailed, you know, once that story came out, him getting caught with a transgender or something like that. In a crack house or something. I don't know. I don't want to lie on the man. I don't know. Yeah, it was something like that. But hey, for me, he's most famous for the, the Goofy movie song. <laughs> uh, Powerline. Yeah, that was hard. All right, a Goofy movie. Yeah, shout out to Tevin Campbell. Yeah, Tevin, he was supposed to be bigger than he was. Than he is. But hey. Mm-hmm. Here we are in 2020 still talking about him, so hey. He's somebody. Yeah, he, he made enough. He he had a handful of hits to still stay relevant. Yeah. I think time is hits. Yeah. I wanna so who anybody, any two uh artists or producers you wanna He'll have a versus battle in the future. Oh, great question, man. Um, I want to see Pharrell. Uh, I want to hit Pharrell hits. Probably like Pharrell versus Kanye. That would be dope. Yeah. Or Kanye versus Dr. Dre. Uh, or Dr. Dre versus Timberland. You know, that would be I just want to see Kanye versus somebody so people can realize because a lot of people as popular as Kanye is a lot of people sleep on his production skills yeah yeah like uh, before he got into as an artist a music artist he had a, he had a lot of hits for rock yeah Bob. plus he was doing a lot of pop stars and stuff too that people I guess they forgot I don't know it's like damn, y'all just people get too too caught up in taking like certain shit personal against these celebrities. 
and want to downplay their talent. Yeah. Yeah, I play a lot of this, you know, like, I mean, when he first came out as an artist, I already knew him as a producer. Him and Jimmy Fox was so tight-knit. They was coming out with songs together. Oh, yeah, Gold Digger. Slow yeah, even before that, you remember uh, Slow Jams. Yep, Slow Jams. Number Fire. I ain't never heard of Kanye uh, produce track that was weak. Facts. Um... But, uh, but at the end of the day, man, I really like uh, Teddy Riley, uh, his sportsmanship, and I thought he was going to have an ego issue with the backlash and all that, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad he stepped up to the plate and, and mellowed out and, and like, man, you could, man, that showed a great character in Teddy Riley to make this happen. Yeah. Because it could have went left for him, you know? Yeah, he bounced right, they bounced right back the next day, shit. Well, not the next day, two days. Right. The day after the next day right and i liked how he like man it was crazy i was out every the whole row was waiting to see how i set up <laughs> and, he, and guess what he set his ass down yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't standing I up think he, i think he listened to so, what swiss was saying yeah and uh, i can tell he got a lot of respect for charlamagne the god uh, he was shouting him out oh lot. yeah charlamagne he don't play all right he, he keeps straight 100 yeah because yeah, uh, you know and I like how Charlamagne was like hey man even though that shit was funny you know, he like these are two legends man we need to see this happen let's keep digging them up don't tear them down yeah instead of Jordan surviving the crime Jordan mean Teddy Riley be alright <laughs> right and I liked how Teddy he uh, he even posted uh, Spice Adams on video he's like this is the best one I've seen <laughs> You know, he, he showed good sporting character, man. It was awesome. Yes, sir. So, speaking of Michael Jordan, we're going to move into the second portion of the episode. ESPN drops the first two parts of The Last Dance Sunday night. Everybody was watching it. Six million viewers. 6.5 million viewers, I think. Pretty sure there's a lot of haters. Watch it tuning in too. Uh, it, it was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. And we've been waiting. They started the marketing for this like over a year ago. Yeah. At first, I was thinking it was supposed to be a Netflix straight to Netflix thing. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix was the first one though. But then I guess they uh, ESPN. They definitely had to buy into that. Get get some credit. They had to drop some money for that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, a lot of the stuff I already knew. Because I read a lot about Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I didn't, that was new to me that Scottie Pippen had a seven year deal that was worth 18 million. It was, and, uh, while Jordan was signing those one year deals, he was damn near making 30 million more dollars with Scottie per season. That was crazy, but yeah, he really can't blame really Michael Jordan for that. Like the haters trying to spin it. Mm-hmm. And that's a grown man. Even the owner tried to advise Scotty not to sign that deal. Scotty did anyway, because he wanted financial security. Because he dealt with a major injury before, and he wanted to take care of his family yeah, as well. So, oh no. And that was a lot of money, you know. A lot of people gotta understand that was a lot of money back then as well. Too. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot well, of money compared to what well, what the NBA players were making at that time. Just, you know, everybody's focused on these two thousand. Yeah. But you know, you got you got really got to do the history. A hundred, a hundred there you know, like, is not gonna make me feel bad about making no eighteen motherfucking million dollars. Right. And. and it was all guaranteed, you know. Like this is before this new CBA, uh, collective bargaining agreement before the lockout. So that was great to hear for Scotty Pippen. Even if he got injured or quit basketball, that was all money guaranteed. Right. People don't take out the time to learn and understand certain things. We live in a generation where people run with what sounds entertaining and just hang off that and talk shit. Yeah, like you gotta really try to put your 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 uh you know your thoughts and mind into that time setting his mind frame 
You know, it's like it was so much. It was so different than it is now. Yeah, man, I'll be disappointed in a lot of smart people, man, that play dumb or chose choose to be ignorant for the sake of entertainment. Yeah, and Mike was, I understand, Mike was such an icon and superstar at that time. He was getting paid 15, 10, 20 million more than anybody else in India. It wasn't just right. like, <laughs> yeah. He was the first $30 million a year player. Yeah, you even had, you had, man, they showed a little family on there. Like, mom and dad asked us, did we want gifts under the Christmas tree or did we want to go see Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, and Dennis Rodman? And we chose the Bulls. Right. I mean, like, this guy was, like, you know, breathing air down there. You know, he was such a, he was like Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the greatest of all time. Still is the greatest of all time. I don't have to mention that. The other guy, they have other people when they feel it sometimes, you know. But he's great mm-hmm. in his own way. I think he's second greatest, LeBron James. You think he's the third, maybe, I think. Uh... You got Kobe mm-hmm. at number two, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, sir. But I ain't even gonna get into him. This is all about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Curfield, Jackson, all even Jerry Krause, who whose ego ended the dynasty. Yeah, man, egos is is crazy, man. Yeah, you just. And I put I, I put some of the fault on on the owner as well because he could have easily right. stepped in. For somebody, Kraus, Kraus had to have a good mouthpiece to have. Come on, man, you gonna throw away all that money? That's just to put faith in Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler and Elton Brand and shit like that. Like his ego, he had the little man complex. Everybody mm-hmm. praising Michael Jordan and Scotty and these guys. I want people to say I'm the greatest executive of all time because I did it without him. That's what he was on. Yeah, it's like if I'm in that position, I'm trying to. Me and my girl was talking about this this morning. No, if I'm in that position and we're winning, I wouldn't. I would move out the way. <laughs> you know, it's like even if I got a problem with the people that I, I, I hired or you know what I'm saying it's like as long as you do your job I, I can care less I can give a fuck you know <laughs> like but they did their job you know it's like they didn't do anything wrong it's like they got problems there's there is it's, it's room to negotiate always especially if you it, the Chicago Bulls organization was getting paid time and a half because of Michael Jordan. Yeah, this fool gonna say it didn't matter. Phil took them the 82 wins. It was over. Like, that's not business at that point. You yeah, serve yeah, as retarded. Team. And you then, serve you know, in your ego. And that, I would have fired, if I was the owner, I would have fired that man. Right. And, and, you know, and then Mike was like, man, we, we deserved the opportunity to defend our title. You know, they didn't get a chance. They to had to fight to get that sixth season. That's, I mean, that sixth championship season. That's crazy. Yeah, it's retarded. He was like, we should have, uh, even Dennis Rodman was like, man, we could have won at least one more. Oh, Easy. yeah. He was like, he was like, and Mike was like, man, we deserved the right to come back and try to defend our title, you know, but. I was if I was Jordan, man. I would have went on here to the Lakers with Bill and Shaq. We we probably would have never seen how great Kobe turned out to be with the Lakers, but that's what the fuck I would have did. Or if I was Scotty, I would have did. Yeah, but you but you know, Mike was in that era where he uh you're supposed to stay with one team and finish with that team. So I think he was he couldn't see himself in another jersey. Yeah. At that, at that time, you know, the wizard situation, yeah, that wizard situation was, it was because he was looking for ownership. But then he had that itch. He couldn't stay away from the game. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't about to go back and play for Jerry Crowd. Nah, not at all. Yeah, he, and, yeah, he was GM for the Bulls for a long, yeah. long time. It just fucked up. That's why Steph Curry, them better be glad, man. They got people like them running that team 
none of them egos. Like they love those guys. They they would have gave Kevin Durant anything he fucking wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Kevin did the right thing by leaving. He got to leave and go go do it on his own. Huh? Yeah. But I'm just saying, you gotta appreciate good good owners or good GMs. They they players. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, even Oklahoma City, they had a good GM. The, the owner just was retarded by not playing James Harden. I think it was like a three million or two million difference. It was just stupid. Yeah, Harden wants to get paid, and who willing to negotiate more? But uh, yeah, it was like, it was only a three million difference. It was like uh, it was a small number. It really mm-hmm. was. He ended up in Houston, and the rest, the rest is history. Then it's crazy. They end up Westbrook too. What the fuck? But oh yeah, it is what it is. But um, yes. Yeah, uh, then the, the disrespect I'm seeing. You saying people say stupid shit like Michael Jordan's playing against plumbers and insurance men and shit. And I'm, it's embarrassing, man. How 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 these guys. I don't know. Maybe maybe some of the guys that's a little bit older than us grew up watching Michael Jordan. Someone was jealous of him. Well, I, I don't know, man. I don't know where this, where this negative energy come from. I could see the little ignorant young guys that don't that didn't watch this shit live and don't know much about Mike. <clears throat> you know, saying a little hating shit, right. but the cats that's older than us, like, damn, that's disappointing. Yeah, the hate is real, and you know, I, you know, what's important to point out during that time, Mike had to earn his stripes. Like those, those are all stars that was in the league prior to him. They heard he was coming, but they didn't want to give him, you know, the mantle. He had to oh yeah, and he did that. He added to his game, but he hit the weight room. Like you can't, you can't tell me somebody greater than this man who, okay, you win his number, that's one thing, but you're doing moves that his man invented. Right, exactly. Like, like they was not trying to give Mike no play, so he had to go ball out. And I like his, his mindset. He was like, he found, when he came into the league, his goal was to go hard at the team leader and take his spot. <laughs> yeah, he was a trendsetter and a game changer. Like the man invented the fadeaway jump. Mm-hmm. He he was the first one to come with the black socks on, with the solid color shoes. The, he came first one to come with the baggy shorts, the little ass mm-hmm. shorts. Yeah. Like, he was a yeah, trendsetter. Mike had swag too, man. I was just it was just dope, man. How his gym shoes was on first Air Jordans. Um, looking at my daughter, she has uh, some Air Jordans that's like a remix of those first pair. And it's just crazy how long ago that was, you know, prior to now, you know, like 84, 85, you know, it's like, it's crazy, yeah. like 30 years later. I don't think that was, it was pretty cool that Dean Smith told yeah. him, like, on the end of the draft, that's, what that's a real coach. Me. Somebody else would have told him, like, no, nah, come back, education, education. Yeah, that's a real coach, man. Like, he... He's like, man, you, there's nothing more you can do for me, man. You need to go ahead and go get this money. <laughs> <laughs> then it was nice to see Bob Knight say Joy was the best player he ever seen. Like that. Yeah, I remember uh, in Bob Knight's documentary, it was some documentary. He was like, uh, he was the coach of the training team and he seen Mike scrimmage. He's, and he was talking to Portland. Uh, Portland was asking who to draft. So either him or Hakeem. He like he like I know you want to get Hakeem, but that's the uh, Michael Jordan's the best player I ever seen. <laughs> yeah, man, and then I got to point out I, I ain't gonna get a haters too much attention and energy on this, but you got M- Mikael Bridges from the Phoenix Suns, a player that averaged eight points a game. Go hop on Twitter and say, "Oh, look at these guys." He, he was talking shit about the 86 Celtics on a weak-ass team. He's from a weak-ass Phoenix Suns team that can't even make the playoffs. And go have the nerve to say LeBron James would have averaged 90 points per game against the the 86 Boston Celtics. 
Like these young guys need to yeah, sit it, fuck down, man. Yeah, yeah, this is a revisionist history. Like you gotta understand, Mike. We talking. Hold on, we talking. Larry Bird, Kevin McHale. We talking about Bill Walton was coming off the bench. Robert Parrish. Right. Like, shut the fuck up, man. Somebody should slap the fuck out of him. Yeah, they shit. don't understand. Like, you really got to be there during that time. Like, he was doing stuff that people never done and never seen before. He was faster than everybody. Jumping higher than everybody. He was, that team won That team won 67 games and won the championship versus the Houston Rockets. And Larry Bird, one of the greatest players of all time, said Michael Jordan on the court was... That was God disguised as Michael Jordan. He dropped 63 right. on them. And he's, so he's doing that against Hall of Famers. So it's like, like that's that's an all-time great team that he was up against in his second year. So he was such ahead of the, of the time, Mike was, that they couldn't keep up with his athletic system. You know, it was, like, it was just out, it was through the roof, man. So, yeah, it's just... This generation just too comfortable with being haters, man. We gotta start putting these people. Yeah, on people don't understand. There's no LeBron, LeBron James without Michael, because LeBron got influenced by somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Like, yeah, Mike got influenced by Dr. Right. J and all so that. So like, you gotta pay homage. Like, there's no Kobe. There's, there's definitely no Kobe without Mike. But it's like, it's like you know, like those moves that LeBron are doing are, are influenced through Mike's moves. Right. So, like they, all it just like I said, it, it just point out a bigger issue, man. People too comfortable being haters, and they think just because a person a celebrity or something that it's okay to hate on them. No, it's not okay to hate on anybody. You don't, you do not, you should not have to dim somebody else like right. shine. Yeah, yeah. It's just I, I, I trump it up as a generational thing. You know, it's like, because uh, I like what Mike Greenberg is saying is what we go be going through in our sports group. He like, he's like, all I tweeted was that Mike, man, we about to watch this episode, so you about to see why Mike is specifically the GOAT. And people was going crazy at him in the comments over LeBron. It's like, he like, I never even said anything negative about LeBron. You know, that's just a, a opinion. It's, it's sad, yeah. man. It's crazy. It's very sad. I'll... I, I See, you see me, I always, I don't be, I be putting motherfuckers on blast, I don't care, they be getting mad. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you got to, man, you really got to, there's a lot of trolls out there. Like, bro, I ain't about to hee-hee-haw with you, you hate Yeah, it's like, and I'm a, Kobe is my favorite player, and I love the guy, but I would never say he's better than Mike, because I, I, I know the truth, there's no Kobe without Mike, Kobe, all his moves is influenced by Mike, so. Oh, every yeah. damn move. So, yeah, damn so I'm like, I'm going to lose that debate and battle 24-7. You know, so but one, I'm not going to even try it. But one thing, one thing that Kobe took away, took from learning from Michael Jordan, that LeBron James did is that Kobe was an excellent defender in LeBron James. Yeah, dude was a 12-time all-team all defensive team, man. You know, like, he played both ends of the court. And Mike yeah, won Defensive but, um, Player of the Year, All-Star MVP, and I think the uh, the NBA MVP in the same year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, man, um, that Bulls organization, man, it's just sad how that whole thing yeah, played that, out. That first, those those first two episodes shined a lot of light on stuff for people who didn't know what was going on and that's that's why the boys organization are in the slump that they're in today because of that yeah it might be karma they got lucky with Dan rose <laughs> yeah i i just wish they would have been financially crippled after that situation but they wasn't we continue to have some of the top attendants in the entire league how the jordan retired yeah. so it's that that's why the bulls have sucked so long Cause the fans keep coming, mm -hmm. so they figure shit. Right, it's whatever. Now the attendance is finally declining, so now they want to start moving shit around and bringing in. You know, now they want to bring back a winning mentality for sure, for sure to the board. A winning culture, 
Yeah, because the money getting yeah, fucked up. I mean, they they live it. You can only live off that legacy for so for so long. Yeah, bulls getting exactly what they deserve. Yeah. And I'm on, so I'm patient. I'm willing to see. I've, I've been loyal to the damn bulls still. Unlike some of these cats who. Yeah, oh, I'm seeing cats on my fuck the fuck the Bulls. I'm always a Lakers fan. No, you wasn't. <laughs> fuck out of here, right. man. And uh, watching this documentary, uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the, uh, the the current active NBA players how they come back uh, playing the game now. Because I think this showing. Even the legends before Mike, they paying him homage. I think this is showing the work that Mike put in to put the NBA on a global scale that it is today. Yeah, I mean the whole, the entire league would be in a different place right now mm. if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Yeah, because you know they they was the NBA was at the bottom of the slump. You know, I mean when when Magic and Larry came. You know, they saved it. And Mike came and made it global. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, it's safe to say Jordan probably pushed Chicago. Oh, man, man. I mean, I mean, but, you know, it was always the Bears. This is a Chicago Bears town. You know, so it's always, even prior to him, you know, it's Walter Payton. You know? Yeah, but Ernie Banks. Tourists come here. They come to see that Jordan statue. They got questions about Jordan. They want to see. They want to see where that statue at. They want to see. Hey, where's restaurant? Yeah. Where's Jordan store? You know what's cool hey. about that statue? Uh, that you know a lot of people probably didn't notice is that the one thing the Bulls did do right, other than keeping Mike happy, you know, or they tried, they they attempt to. They they gave him that statue while he was playing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how that man had a statue well. while he was playing. And now they got so, a Scotty statue. Yeah, they really need to uh, fix that Scotty Pippen uh, situation because, you know, he even said last week that he got fired from the Bulls. He was a Bulls ambassador for a while. Man, that organization, man, they just, I just wish the Ryansdorf family would just sell it or something, but I don't nah, think they, they ever let it go. They not. It's like damn, a lot of head scratches. Yeah, he, on. he owns the white socks and the bulls, and he's both organizations in the slump. <laughs> yep. But, um, overall, those first two episodes were really good. Um, and then another thing they didn't touch on that people might not know about, they did mention that um, Krause was trying to trade Scotty. They was actually um. He was actually trying to trade him for Tracy McGrady on draft night but Michael George stepped in. Mm-hmm. So that would have been crazy. I don't think... I don't know if they would have won their last championship without Scotty. Yeah, Pitt. most definitely. Man, they couldn't win in any of those without Scotty. And I... I I mean, yeah, would, that, that would have been a horrible gamble. Crowds took, yeah, and I don't blame Scotty for how you handle that, man. My favorite quote in the uh, in the in the doc, you know, the first two episodes, Scotty was like, "I'm not fucking up my son." <laughs> he's like, he's like, he held off on that subject. He's like, skip that. Uh, I like how when Jordan came back from injury, you know, that was a big series injury. He had broke his foot. And they was only playing her for like seven minutes a quarter. He like fuck these he guys, was, man. <laughs> fuck these guys, man. Let's, let's make the best. Yeah, he's he like going crazy. He going with yeah, it, man. I love what he told the coach. He was like, man, look, find the best seven minutes to put me in. <laughs> he was like, man, let's get this done. Yeah, people don't understand the winners, a winner's mm-hmm. mentality. It's like he. Loved the game so damn much and wanted to be great so damn much. It was like, man, that dude there, that will to win at all costs was crazy. He was insane, man. That's how you got to be when you want to be the greatest. 
it's an obsession. That's why I respect Kobe yeah, Bryant. Yeah, so both much, of them. Man. Both of them, they got that mentality. It's like crazy insane. Yeah, In a good way. I wish I right, man. I'm work. I'm working on being more dedicated and have a strong willpower like that. Yeah, it's a stream amount of focus. It's, hell yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be able to tune in. You gotta put your blinders out. on and just like stay, yeah. stay true to that, man. Hell yeah, it's. it's it's all a process, man. People you can't do it mm-hmm. overnight. Take dedication yeah. and hard work. And you can apply these things, those guys' way of thinking, and they, they level of dedication to anything you got going on. It don't have to be sports. Facts. Greatness is, is goal. Greatness is universal. It goes, it can be applied. Yeah, anything in life. Yeah. I love reading books. Uh, I love uh, Charlemagne and the guy uh, uh, book uh, shook one. His mentality, he he changed his mentality so much and, and, and matured. And now his extreme focus is just like being, you know, being a great family man and and just like staying focused on supporting his family, and doing his job for the best of his ability. Yeah. And people got to realize that's another thing I stray away from immature people who be like, there is not possible that people could change. Once people make a mistake, I'm done with them for life. No, you're just immature and you're going to be stuck as being the same that you are forever. So you want everybody else to see life that way. It don't work like that. Anybody could change. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's all. You know, I, I just... I don't know. I'm, I'm glad we got so much access to all this information and all these guys telling their behind the scenes stories of how they became who they are. And what's cool about this documentary, man, it's like never before seen footage. And it's like we really get inside assets, man. And I love what the uh, all the NBA players are saying. Most of them, it's like, man, I can watch all 10 episodes right now. But I'm glad, I'm kind of glad they, for once, I love the binge and stuff, but for once, I like how they spreading it out, to be honest with you. Yeah, and then, then notice too, you see the, the, the great players, they acting like, you know what I'm saying, kids seeing behind the scenes shit about Santa Claus, like they in awe, but you seeing the little young bums talking mm-hmm. shit. But I'm gonna get off there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, they had a, uh, a nerve with you, I can tell. <laughs> Cause you got Dwayne Wade, one of the greatest, if not, is he third greatest yeah, guard of all yeah, time? You can say that. That's debatable. But um, you know, say he, he, he hype, and he, he's saying, yeah, Mike, Mike is the greatest of all time, and this man played with LeBron James right. his prime. So Dwayne Wade can say that. I don't give a goddamn what a, what a nigga who only good at NBA 2K right. got to say. And, and, and while we on it, you know, why you bring up Dwayne Wade and we were just talking about having that mentality. Stephen A always brings this up when it comes to LeBron. He always goes back to like that 2012, 2013 All-Star game. When LeBron had the ball and it was the last uh, second to take the last shot to win the game, and he passes the ball, and and I remember Carmelo, Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Kobe got it. LeBron's face like, man, shoot the ball, man, you supposed to be the best, shoot the ball, and you passing it, and, and you know, and that's a that, that that's that's a dig or a knock to LeBron mentality, but that's why he, I think that was before he uh, teamed up with Dwayne Wade. Uh, you know, he had to go team up the way way to learn that mentality to get that, you know, assurance that, you know, that that push. He needed that push from his peers to say, hey, man, you that dude. Yeah, he said, he, he said, I had to go to Miami to learn how to win. So, I don't know, man. I, I appreciate LeBron James. He is one of the greatest ever. You know, I'd I be feeling bad having a 
go in on his flaws so much because these fools want to downplay Michael Jordan so much. But I'm gonna stop feeding it. Yeah, that yeah, bullshit. it does nobody good. Yeah, man, appreciate people out of here. Just let the haters be haters, man. Because LeBron James, you know, we tend to get mixed in with the people that's actually hating on LeBron James. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not LeBron. Uh, you know, he he buys into it to a certain point, but it's the fans, man, that, that's like these diehard fans for him. You know, that, that, that takes it to a personal way. And level that they don't even need to go. It's like it's like they're extra emotional and sensitive. Yeah, that at the end of the day, that dude's a great role. Yeah. Like family man. You know, he hard to appreciate him because of the damn fans. Right. <laughs> 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 like, and that, I noticed that about a lot of people. Like, man, we be doing it to Eminem when people call him the GOAT because a lot of us don't feel he the GOAT so we start tearing Eminem down we do it to Beyonce they do it to Beyonce you know her fans get too carried away they do it to Jay-Z like it, it, I blame it on social media but that's a whole story right. in itself it really is but overall those first two episodes great I think episode three they probably gonna focus more on, they gonna focus more on the Scotty situation where he got to the point where he said he didn't even want to be a bull anymore. He wanted to be traded. And then, uh, that was a lot of drama behind the scenes the last dance. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to chill, check it out. See what else these brothers yeah. got to say on that. And you know what's crazy? We're doing these episodes. Like, when I, you know, Friday night going into the weekend, uh, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I got my weekend set. You know, I'm binge watching like a couple of shows. And then Saturday night, I got the Teddy Riley versus Teddy Face. Then Sunday, I got the Last Dance documentary, Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. And Teddy Riley messed that up. <laughs> but, man, he bounced back in a major way. Seeing the documentary Sunday, then we had the battle uh, last night, Monday night. It was awesome, man. It was, it was great contacts, it's great music. You know, we need this right now while we're quarantining. It's just awesome. A lot of 90s. Exactly. You hit it right, right on the head, man. Yeah. So um, this weekend, we got episodes three and four of The Last Dance coming up. Yeah, I'm hearing a, uh, a lot of people saying episode four is the best episode out of the whole documentary. So we'll see. I think episode three is the Dennis Rodman uh, stuff. So we're going to see from his point of view. Yeah, it was, and it was nice uh, to see, it'll be nice to see them touch on how great Dennis Rodman was, because, you know, he was a great defender and rebounder. Uh, he, he barely used to yeah, score. He just, he, he understood his role, just like those, those uh, his role on the Detroit Pistons teams, you know? I mean, that's his role, right, his whole career, just rebounding defense. Yeah, but it, it was it's great to see somebody appreciated that don't have exactly. a sport. Yeah, in he, basketball. And uh, that Dennis Rodman documentary, I, I encourage you all you guys to go check it out. It's powerful. He just appreciated hard work, man. He came from nothing. Hard work. Yeah. And all you gotta do, all you gotta do is work mm-hmm. hard. I mean, the man was bagging. He was working he was at the airport. Him. You know, badge claims. You know, he was one of those guys. Y'all can do this right now. You go, you go look at a lot of these rappers who y'all might think not talented, but you look, you see some of the greatest artists. They get on and they making an album like once every mm-hmm. three years. These guys who you might not think good, like like say for example, the baby, he's dropping the album every five six months, and he getting paid. Mm-hmm. He not the best, but he's consistent. He working, you know, he, he putting in that work. And, and another thing about yeah. uh, Rodman is that people are going to see that at one point, Rodman was more popular than Mike here in Chicago. That dude was uh, was Allen Iverson before Allen Iverson in, in, in so many words. 
Oh yeah, the, the crazy Worm. tattoos, yep. the colored hair. He had he had a, a, a number one gym shoe. Uh, I remember the zipper. I used to have them. Like Rodman was at one point was a little more popular than Mike because Mike was in in sort of speak in his later years was kind of political and starting to drown out a little bit. And uh, and Rodman was like gave them that that uh, that, sh- that shot of adrenaline. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, the guy was dating all the bad girls and women in Hollywood, and you know, he was in movies. Like, yeah, because he was one thing, he was himself. He really didn't give a fuck. Like, shit, what man, you know, back then was gonna come with nail polish on black men, and nobody was tripping on Yeah, and he bought into that, you know, like, I mean, not, not buy into it, but he really was just like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, like Steve Kerr said, he's like, he, Ben Farmer really is shy. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, he kind of sheltered, but his artwork was his words, you know what I'm saying? Him speaking out. Yeah. And that man was a great defender. Uh, and for somebody who, I, I saw the debate, you know, Shaq, he was talking about uh, his Lakers, would have beat the Bulls easily. Oh, you forgot about Dennis Rodman, brother. Why you name dropping Luke Longley and all these other motherfuckers? Don't forget about Dennis Rodman. Cause we have seen him get on your ass before, mm-hmm. and I and we have seen Hakeem Olajuwon smoke Shaq. Yep. So <laughs> that's facts, man. I like the promo up to this Dennis Rodman episode. <laughs> Dennis was like, he came up to Phil. He was like, um, I need, a, I need a break. I need to go take a vacation. <laughs> and Phil, and Phil, and Mike was like, what? He was like, and Mike was like, anybody need vacation? I need vacation. <laughs> and Phil, you know, being the ultimate mediator, keeping these guys cool. He was like, all right, so, well, how much time do you need? He like, he like, and Mike was like, what you mean how much time? He like, well, we can, what, two days? Is two days okay for you, Dennis? Yeah. 48 hours? There's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. Uh, you know, yeah, I take anything. <laughs> and, and then the uh, promo cuts <laughs> off after that. And, and, you know, it's cool seeing how those guys was working together to, you know, keep everything together. Yeah, that would have had me tripping. Like, wait a minute. I need Vegas. <laughs> In the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's, that's just... That's just, you know, a little glance into what coaches got to go through. They down there like right, parents. Facts. Hey, you got to check out all the egos. You know, you know, Michael Jordan got the ultimate ego. So, you got to make sure he cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but at the end of the day, he just right. wants to win. So, that's easy yeah. to play into. Like, shit, you, the more you want to win, the more you going to make these guys want to win. And, and, then, that's and guess what? Pay. We all win together. <laughs> you know, like. We everybody wins with the work in. Yep. And hopefully we get to see more, you know, behind the scenes stuff with these role players. Cause a lot of pre- people don't appreciate them. Yeah. Like BJ Armstrong, like right, somebody at, put on Twitter, who's your favorite Bulls player outside of uh, Michael Jordan? And I, 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 I mean, during that that era, and I was like, for me, it was B.J. Armstrong and Dennis Rodman. Uh, for me, it was Scotty. Yeah, but Scotty, uh, Tony, Tony Kukoc, number three. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we'll be back with more, of course, mm-hmm. on this documentary. Most definitely. Hopefully, hopefully on the next one we get Clayton on there. I know he. The Human Sports Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Marcus. Maybe it'd be cool. Yeah, his. That's <laughs> always cool to get his opinion. Man. Yeah, you got to get that objectivity in there. Man, <laughs> I got to pick his brain. Like, why, why do you? Why do you dislike Michael Jordan so much? Yeah. <laughs> Your, your little brother's name, government name, is Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he ain't from Chicago. He don't like the Bears. Hey, you from Chicago? <laughs> he don't like the Bears. He don't like. Uh, he don't like. I'm like, are you doing that on purpose? 
he was born in the wrong place. And I know people bro. that don't like Michael Jordan, but they at least like the Bears. You know, that that's from Chicago. You know. And I know people that don't like the Bears, but they love Michael Jordan. You know, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah, man. But um, keep tuning in, people. Thanks for checking out this episode. And uh, hopefully, yeah, I ain't no hopefully. We are. I keep saying this shit, man. We we gonna be more consistent. Drop more, drop more episodes on y'all like we used to do. Yeah, it's coming, man. We about to get back to the lab, get back to work. We got nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, be safe out there, people, man. Protect yourself. You know, get through this COVID nineteen shit. We are almost to the promised land, people. Most definitely, and uh, and about this being episode eighty five. Shout out to those eighty five bears, man. <laughs> Yeah, one of the greatest defensive teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chicago. But um, till next time, peace, peace and love.